the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoshio podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app, you're listening to the Tim Show. Thank you for tuning in. A couple minutes after 4, had a beautiful weekend weather-wise and it continues today. A lot of sunshine, the balance of the afternoon with some clouds, breezy, kind of windy even, 69 the high, down to 45 with clear skies tonight. Tomorrow, kind of cloudy, some sun at times, and a high of 63. We have a wonderful day and week planned out, a diverse lineup of guests. We also have our Trivia Thursday planned for this Thursday. want to mention before I forget, this coming Friday, make a note to tune in because conservative uh, talk show host Dennis Prager going to join us. He is the co-host of that No Safe Spaces film you've been hearing so much about. He, along with Adam Carolla, who's a well-known comedian and podcaster, as they tour the country, is really the, the thrust of this documentary. It's the number one political documentary of 2019. So Carolla and Prager tour the country, and they interview political figures and cultural figures, too, on both sides of the aisle, right and left, about the issue of free speech. A lot of college campus um, uh, dialogue going on there, too, and situations. We had Isabella Chow on last Thursday from UC Berkeley. She was a third-year student at the time. Had a great conversation with her. Uh, Dennis Prager is going to be joining us again this Friday to talk about that further. In a nutshell, really, No Safe Spaces is about the issue of free speech and how America is a great place uh, to live, but also that our foundational American values have come under attack in some cases, and um, including how you just even speaking ideas out and um, and how you can fight back. So it's a serious thing, but it's also done in an entertaining and a powerful way. NoSafeSpaces.com for info on that. We have a brief break coming up, and on the other side, we'll have a conversation with Tawana Sabbath from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Home in Philadelphia as we, among other things, find out how things are going and how the current culture that we're in right now and the situations we find ourselves in, how that's affecting how the, uh, the the Sabbath business is going, how they conduct their business, and also, Tawana, a woman of faith in the Lord, how that comes into play with all that. That's coming up in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for tuning in. A couple quick notes for you. Family Life with Dave and Ann Wilson and Bob Lapine, which you can catch weekday mornings at 9, also 1.30 a.m. on WFIL. Recently had author John Piper on their uh, show, and they discussed Piper's new book, Coronavirus and Christ, Offering Answers and Perspective, built on God being your rock with encouragement to stand on His mighty love during these times. Uh, Each person listening to my voice, welcome to a free copy of that book, Coronavirus in Christ, again by the well-known author uh, John Piper, who was on the program Family Life recently, and the copy for you is available at WFIL.com. Just download it and feel free to pass it along to anybody else who may uh, benefit from that. Feel free to do so. Uh, Speaking of uh, coronavirus and all that, we 
are taking time once in a while on this program to talk with local business owners about how things are going and and how it does or doesn't affect their business and or what they're seeing and and perhaps how their faith plays into all of that. And today we'd like to bring in Tawana Sabbath from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Home in Philadelphia. Hi, Tawana. How you doing? Hi, I'm great and blessed. How are you doing today? Wonderful. You have a few minutes to, to chat a little bit. We wanted to connect with you. Yes, yeah. yes. I do have a little bit of time. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, obviously the world is, yeah. is in a different place for at least a season now, and it's affecting folks in different ways. Um, yes. So maybe we could, could we start with just a little bit of background on, on mm-hmm. the funeral service itself, the Walter Sabbath Jr. Mm-hmm. Funeral Service. When did it start? What led yes. to it starting? Why did you have interest? Uh-huh. <laughs> All of those questions, yeah. I kind of laugh at as I think about it, but we started in August of 1992, and my husband was the one who was led of the Lord to go into funeral service. He had worked as a pathologist assistant for over 20 years at the old graduate hospital. And in that capacity, then he was daily in contact with funeral directors because he was the one releasing bodies. Hmm. And, you know, and, and over the years they had said, you know, Sabbath, why don't you come on over into funeral service and you know and he's like ah nah and then he was laid off from his job and and he saw that you know kind of coming um and then he said to me you know I think I'm gonna seriously consider funeral service and um he did that went to school and I was rah-rahing in the back because I was teaching at uh at Bryn Mawr at the School of Social Work. So I was like, okay, yep, I'm going tenure track. You go that way. And he went to school, New York, commuting daily uh, for a year. Okay. And then he announced to me (laughs) that the Lord had told him that we were going to go into our ministry that we've been talking about. And I said, good, what is it? What is it? He said, it's funeral service. And I said, oh, no, mm-mm, nope. I don't do that. I'm not interested. And da, da, da. Well, yeah. the Lord, of course, then dealt with me and said, uh, you will work with your husband. I said, oh, my. I mean, you talk about just crying, <laughs> yeah, not right. the whole thing for a whole month. I mean, every day for the whole month. And then... I had to yield, and uh, so then I had to resend my tenure track application and accept that I was going to leave the college in August of '91. Yeah. Um, and I mean August of '92. I'm sorry. And so then we opened our business. We were actually sharing in another funeral home, and we were there for ten years. During the first year to say the least, I was a total basket case. Hmm. I mean, and I, it was like every day of that year, I was just awful. Um, I did not want to go in the prep room. And unfortunately, the clothing, the gowns and all yeah. for the women were in the prep room in the closet there. Hmm. So, I mean, 
I was so crazy. I would run, I mean, literally run into the prep room, grab dresses, and run out. You know, I mean, none of it, when I look back, it was like, it was so bizarre. But I did not want to be in that room. And because I wasn't used to being around dead bodies. Yeah. I'm a social worker by training, so everybody I worked with was breathing on their own. <laughs> um, right. And and so I, it took me, but it took me a whole year. Like, I couldn't believe but a whole year every day. And then one day, I kind of strolled into the prep room, and I realized that that fear was gone, and I was comfortable. Hmm. So after that, then I kind of, you know, just settled in. And then my husband and I, having been married for 32 years by that time, um, I'm saying 32 years, 28 years by that time, um, we had to figure out how to be business partners because we had never done that before. And so I determined that my lane was with those who came in on their own steam and his lane was those who had to be brought in. Okay. And that's the way Mm. we worked over the years. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, yeah, we had to be real clear. And I have uh, training in family therapy along with my clinical practice um, after I graduated from uh, graduate school. That sounds really wise. That sounds really wise that you would kind of specialize that way, you know, one versus the other. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, when I look back over it, as most believers know, you know, I look at the track that God put me on and I use everything I ever learned in our work here so that as a family therapist, you know, when we sit down with families, I can usually sense the dynamics, whether there's conflict or, you know, what's going on. And the first time my husband really watched me working with a family, he was he was like a deer in headlights. And he was sitting there and, you know, and I was very comfortable doing what I needed to do. Then after everything was over, he looked at me and he said, how did you do that? I said, well, I'm used to doing that. Mm. So, and so we were real clear that then the family being knowing how to approach and, and be with families was my forte. Yeah. Tawana Sabbath, um, our guest, her husband's Walter Sabbath, Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service. Tawana, so to clarify, you were helping folks mm-hmm. who maybe knew either they were planning ahead or they had a loved one who wasn't well and they were they were entering that place as opposed to folks who had already passed away, Walter's working with with that side of things. Is that do I have that right? Right. Okay. And okay. I was and I was working with, with both, both sets of survivors, whether it was pre need or at need. And it's interesting that with pre need often the families will they struggle a little bit about whether to really do pre need um, for their loved one oftentimes like hospice services, hospitals, nursing homes will advise the family, you know, maybe you should talk with a funeral director um, for when the time comes. And some are really hesitant because they're making that step kind of in their mind. It makes them think that they're going to speed up the person's demise. Sure. Tawana Sabbath, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. She's from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service in uh, Philadelphia. We'll keep our conversation going in a moment. want to remind you that WFIL has a Shop Local Directory banner on our website where you can find out what businesses are currently open. And there are a lot of them. If you have a business that is offering services these days, takeout or drive-through, delivery, whatever it might be, just click that Shop Local Directory banner 
fill out the form, let us know what services you're providing. And once it's submitted and approved, we'll post your info on that list. Free to have your service listed and free for WFIL listeners to look through. So either direction, hit that shop local directory banner at WFIL.com. You listen to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL.com on the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show today. Tawana Sabbath from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service. Say that three times fast. Our guest today. And before the break, we're just talking a little bit about um, the role that you and your husband each play. How, just out of curiosity, how many folks or percentage wise come to you ahead of time before a loved one has passed, uh, you know, kind of planning things out versus after the fact? You know, it's more after, yeah. definitely more after. People who do for themselves, though, they, that's yeah. a pretty good number and it's increasing. And with this pandemic, we are now getting calls from people, you know, kind of saying, look, this mortality thing is just in my face and I need to to really consider what I want to do and put it in place. Uh. And they so have the time to do it too, right? I mean, they're, they're, hey, here's, got the time. <laughs> only so hey. many times you can walk around the house and go to the fridge. So let's, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Kelly. Yeah. So, so people are really thinking about, um, about that. The one concern that I have, you know, and, and my husband and I talk about it all the time is the lack of planning. People don't think about death, especially their own death. A lot of people have decided that they don't need life insurance, for instance. They're not developing or opening a borough reserve account or having assets, making sure that they have something set aside for those final expenses. And so we do seminars at churches, senior centers, any place that we can get in the door to encourage people to really think about what they want um, and how they are going to go about it. We have people who have not considered who to make as a beneficiary on their life insurance policies. Some, especially grandparents, have decided that their grandchildren should be on their policies as beneficiaries, but the insurance companies won't pay if there's a beneficiary under the age of 18. Okay. And and they won't pay any part of it. And and a lot of people don't know that they mean well, but what most of the public doesn't understand is that life insurance was never developed to cover final expenses. It was developed as a heritage to those who survive. Hmm. Um, so the, the life insurance needs to be set up so that the person who is there, whether it's a trustee for children if they're on it, or at least someone who's over the age of 18 to be the beneficiary um, because then that person can do what we call assigning. They can actually assign a portion of that policy to cover the final expenses. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And for folks just yeah. tuning in, we're chatting with Tawana uh, Sabbath, wife of uh, Walter Sabbath Jr. And they have a funeral service together for close to 20 years now. And uh, in Philadelphia, a couple different locations. Currently, I think you're on, on Ogons Avenue. Is that right? Yes, we're in West Oak Lane on Ogons Avenue, okay. and a uh, pretty big, busy street. Well, um, tell, yeah. tell me, Tawana, how how has so? I mean, because you just you already started yeah. to answer my question. One of my questions had to do with the fact yeah. that 
business is being done differently these days, obviously, for so many people. Oh, yeah. But yeah. I was thinking, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind for someone when they think of a funeral home might might have to be with picking out a casket just to have something which it, which would be hard to. I'm guessing, but then then think there's got to be. A, I know there's a lot more to it than that. What part yeah. of what you do has been affected where you have to just put it on hold, and what can you still do? Uh, and you've kind of some of the stuff you've talked about, you can kind of put two and two together and figure out. You could still talk with someone about planning ahead over the phone. You don't have to be in person for that. Right. What are some of the things right. you do? How and how have you been affected? You know, uh, good, bad, and different. Well, one of the things that has happened is we have we've had to determine whether people are comfortable coming to meet with us face to face. It can only be two people, though. It can't be the big the big tribe coming. So you and can have folks come in. You're technically open. We can. Okay. Yes. Essential yes. business, right? We can. We can have people come in. We definitely go and let them know that they, they need to have masks and gloves. Okay. Um, when they come in, which then we also have uh, when we meet, greet them. We have also, of course, had to help families with the struggle about they're not being able to have the large gathering. Yeah, right. Um, because everything is 10 people or less, whether that's here at the funeral home or some churches will not open their doors for funerals. And then churches, different churches who open their doors have different numbers of uh, folks who can come in. And the other thing that has happened is, like, we've always been positive about cremation as a final disposition choice. But, of course, we're seeing that more now. And even though cremation was increasing anyhow, um, it's really, I mean, just bumping up now. Just because Um, a a regular funeral is so hard to carry out the way you'd want to do it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly why we're also... We've had to determine, like with the cemeteries, how they will accommodate people. Initially, for instance, we were told by one cemetery that the family could come, and if it was more than 10 people, that's fine, because nobody was going to go to the grave site. Only the pallbearers were going to take the body and set there. The cemetery workers were not going to be near, um, and then... After everybody left, then they would um, the cemetery workers would come to does close it, the grave. Does, does that, Tawana? Does that mm-hmm. seem hard to? I mean, I, I actually have had. I'm trying to remember who I have several uh, friends through Facebook. We're not super close friends, but friends that I know mm-hmm. who've lost a loved one. And at least one of them, mm-hmm. I remember hearing the story back how it was just so hard because not only could they not even visit the person in the hospital, but then when the person mm-hmm. had passed, they only had mm-hmm. ten people at the funeral. It's like we couldn't even really say a proper mm-hmm. goodbye. And it just mm-hmm. feels like, can't there be another way around that where you could really spread out in a bigger space and at least be present at a, at a service or something like that? Like if it was, we can do it walking the street, we you know, wh- why couldn't we do it at the one of the most important parts of a person's life to be there to, to you know, celebrate them too? My mom, my mom passed five years ago and, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we call it a celebration of life. I know celebration is part yeah. of how you think through yeah. things as a believer. Anyway, I didn't right. know if, as thoughts. Does it, does it seem like it's it's necessary to to have to kind of? I mean, not only really have a choice, but right. What, one of the things that um, that that occurs is that because we don't know who the people are who are coming, where they've been, yeah, whether they've been exposed, 
then we don't we will not put ourselves in danger sure. and we definitely don't want you know people who are who are coming um to to be in danger so that's the biggest part of the process there yeah. and we know though that like one of the things that's happening because as a social worker and my colleagues we're kind of preparing ourselves for people who are going to be dealing with unresolved grief after all of this because there are, because in our experience, for instance, there are some people who actually have to see the body in order to be convinced that the person actually died. Hmm. Um, We have had family members to deny the fact of the death by saying, oh, they've mixed up the body, that's not, or person was doing fine so this can't be our loved ones who passed so um we have had sometimes we've had to let the family a person or two come in and actually see the body before we even did anything to the body um Mm. so that they could be clear that that their loved one actually died wow how hard that Um, must be for someone to be in that position to like it's it's so hard for them to process that they don't want to believe it they can't believe it's true exactly it is so difficult and so we work very hard to make sure that we're kind of touching the different members of the family we've been very very vigilant about children because over the years what we were seeing that the adults were very concerned about taking care of themselves and you know they make the arrangements and all and the children were actually left out not that they didn't go to the funeral service but they were not a part of anything preceding that mm-hmm. and so what we set up was at least the day before the funeral we and asked family asked the adults to bring the children in so that they could see and we talk with them and engage them in terms of their memories of their loved one, make sure that they understand that the person has died, um, and they encourage the children to write letters, notes, put pictures in, you know, whatever they want to kind of contribute and share um, so that they gain some closure too. This is what we had seen first early on is that the children were not involved in any of the pre-stuff. And then when they got to the funeral, the adults that they relied on to, you know, kind of take care of them, they were falling apart. And Mm. the children were just left there with, well, what do I do with this? And so for a lot of the children, I mean, you could just see on their faces how frightened they were. Um, And then some of them would start crying. They didn't know why they were crying except that their mother was crying or their father or their grandparent, you know, yeah. whoever was close to them was crying. And so we really encouraged um, and encourage families to uh, let the children be a part of the process before the day of that funeral. Tawana Davis is our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show. Not an easy topic, but something that's worth uh, discussing for a number of reasons. And one of the reasons Tawana is joining us is because we're talking with folks in the community about their various businesses and how the current situation in our culture is affecting them. Uh, And just kind of on a related note, we have a directory on our website for businesses that are still open, like the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Home in uh, Philadelphia on Ogons Avenue is. 
there are a lot of businesses that are closed, but a lot of businesses are open. And if you have a business that is open and you have certain services that are available, delivery or uh, drive through, whatever it is, let us know. And once uh, that's submitted and approved, it'll be in the directory. And they're actually a lot more than you realize. It's kind of a, a neat thing, a hopeful thing as you look through that directory. Like, wow, there are a lot of places that are open. I wasn't really aware of that. You would sometimes feel like everything is closed down, but that's not really the case. So uh, check out that list, the shop local directory right in our homepage at WFIL.com, whether you want to submit your business for that or they want to simply look through. Either way, it's totally free, a service from WFIL. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM560, WFIL.com, and on the app. Back with more in just a moment on WFIL. Live and local, it's The Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing that. Forecast calling for a beautiful rest of the afternoon. We had a wonderful weekend, and it continues today with a good deal of sun. Breezy, even windy at times, 69 the high, clear night, low 45. Tomorrow on the cloudy side, at least a good part of the day, but some sunshine once in a while, and a high of 63. Also, a quick note in sports, NFL Hall of Fame coach Don Shula passing away today at the age of 90. He led the Dolphins to the only undefeated season in NFL history, 17-0 back in 1972, including winning the Super Bowl over Washington. Also, a heads up for tomorrow, looking forward to author Jeff Hainan joining our program. His new book is called An Uncommon Guide to Retirement, Finding God's Purpose for the Next Season of Life. We'll chat with Jeff about that. Probably have some copies to give away. We're working on lots of different things for you to enjoy winning. Our website has uh, the rewards club you've heard about. And if you go there now, I think it's a record-setting amount of things you could win. All kinds of books and prizes. Check it out, the rewards club at WFIL.com. While I'm thinking of it, this coming Sunday is Mother's Day, the 10th of May. And one of the things you can win with the rewards club is $1,000 to uh, bless mom with. However you choose to do that or perhaps a mother figure in your life. Again, that's the Rewards Club at WFIL.com. Continue our conversation. Tawana Sabbath from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service in Philadelphia, our guest. You know, you have such a such an opportunity because what you're doing also, knowing the fact that you and your husband love the Lord, it's obviously mm-hmm. a hard topic, and, and I'm mm-hmm. sure you help people of who, whatever their belief system is, but... For mm-hmm. those especially who know the Lord, you're able to bring them true comfort and, and help them, mm-hmm. you know, know about the gospel and remember that our citizenship is yes. not here. It's in heaven. And this yes. is just the, the this is just the first course. We have much more to come. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. And we do. Um, we have we, over the years, we've even led people to Christ. Um, doing our contacts with them and, you know, and, and then encourage people who may not have a church home to affiliate. And, you know, we'll ask them, have you been connected with the church or do you have a church near you or, you know, whatever it takes. And we invite them to our church. Um, and we have seen some folks take us up on that invitation. Yeah. Um, so, we definitely um, let folks know that yes, we are we are Christ-centered, and like you said, we are open to other faiths. So that, um, for instance, when we meet with a family that might be of another faith, 
we always start with prayer, but we will have a silent prayer with them so that they pray, pray in their way and we pray as we know. And that has worked out uh, extremely well you know, for us because we are going to respect them, but we're not going to yeah. move away from our faith or deny our sure. faith. Sure, sure. And, comfortable. and, you know, it's interesting, Tawana. I did lift driving for about a year, and mm, I, I was okay. on over. I probably drove by your place a number of times. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that was a, that was an example of, I remember, I didn't feel pressure to share the gospel every single ride. Some of them are very short. Mm-hmm. But because the rides mm-hmm. were going to be a kind of a short season, and maybe you feel this way too, working mm-hmm. with a family for just a short window of time, mm-hmm. with, you know, an intense time, that it's and, and in a lift in a, in a car, it's a heightened sense of it's just you and me. Like we're here to talk. It's the opposite of social media, mm-hmm. really. Right. God gave me a clarity. Like if, if I have a chance, I'm happy to talk because I, I know the gospel is true. Like in a good way, I'm I'm excited about the Lord. And uh, but the other mm-hmm. person may it may just be a, a piece of a conversation or a seed that's planted or or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, but I, I say that because fundamentally they're there for me to give them a ride somewhere. So I, right. I, I told myself, right. I'm not gonna, my, my car has to be, have gas in it, and I, you know, it mm-hmm. has to be clean. That's my main focus. And if the Lord mm-hmm. allows some conversation on top of that, that's a bonus. So, yeah, that's where we see it too. Yes, yeah. So we are, um, and as I was, oh, I know what I was saying to earlier yeah. is that I've talked with a number of my uh, clinical partners, and and they are really kind of gearing up because they know that there will be some fallout because people have not been able to celebrate the life of their loved ones as they are accustomed to or as their family tradition is. Some people are needing to cremate, for instance, now, and their family has never cremated anybody before. Um, And those kinds of decisions can cause so much angst, and and it's very difficult for people to process that right now. Yeah, and after because so after the fact, things. you're like, what was going? I didn't have a choice, or like, you know, after the fact, okay. like, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah. absolutely. So, okay. and um, you know, and we're needing, we're trying to help folks not to feel guilty because they have to go in a certain direction, and that direction might be because there's no one living nearby to even come, um, and that that one person or couple of family members decide, well, we're not going to do the whole nine yards. Um, or the the resources. Finances are tight. Some people have gone past the last paycheck, um, and so they have to make decisions that they wouldn't make in that direction um, ordinarily. Things were, were different. So yeah. there's there's going to be the need for folks to be available and to be and to be real clear. Um, I think one of the questions that needs to be asked by anybody who is working um, clinically um, after all this is over is, did you experience the death of a loved one during this pandemic with the stay at home and the quarantine? Um, and just to just to kind of open that door if it needs to be. Sure, because a person could have lost a loved one over the last month or mm-hmm. two and not realize yes. that there's a, there are different kinds of grief. There's the grief of the person's passing, exactly. but then there's the grief exactly. that's associated with not being able to grieve the way you wanted. Or, exactly. Right? So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, yep. that's a lot of wisdom. Oh, that's important. 
Absolutely. Tawana, it's, it's really great to make your acquaintance and your and your husband, Walter, Thank too. You. And um, uh, yes. folks want to find out more about it. Sabbathcare.com. Is that the right website? That's right. Yep. Okay. That's and, it. And it sounds mm-hmm. sounds really neat that you have that these because people, again, they want uh, excellence in the service they receive. But also it's it's yes. I know that loving people well is very important mm-hmm. to you and, and your husband. And that's exactly what, what and what a time for people to need it more than ever. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Tawana Sabbath, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and on the uh, WFIL app, which you can download free, by the way, from WFIL.com. Speaking of free downloads, just a quick note, WFIL's Rewards Club is celebrating mothers, fathers, and families over the next week or two with Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers. That program has been on WFL for a lot of years, 6 o'clock each morning, a nice way to start your day off. Uh, stop by WFIL.com over the next week or two for three free downloads from Dr. Rogers. First is It Takes a Family. Secondly, How to Raise Godly Children. And thirdly, God's Plan for the Man. These booklets share principles and wisdom to build a godly home. Certainly a desirable and wonderful thing. You can help yourself absolutely free to all three of those courtesy of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers at WFIL.com. And don't forget, you're welcome to let a friend or two or as many as you like know about these downloads because they're completely free to anyone who would like them. Again, uh, it takes a family, how to raise godly children, and God's plan for the man, courtesy of Dr. Adrian Rogers and Love Worth Finding, free for the next 10 days or so on our homepage at WFIL.com. More with Tavana Sabbath on the Tim DeMoss Show in just a moment, WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com on the WFIL app. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Just a note or two for you. Uh, WFIL's Rewards Club, super busy these days with lots of stuff, uh, contests for you to enter, surveys to take. And free things as well. For example, uh, I call this Downloads Worth Finding. It's in conjunction with the ministry Love Worth Finding with Dr. Adrian Rogers. You can catch it every weekday morning at 6. And right now, for the next week or two, there are three free downloads you can get from Dr. Rogers and Love Worth Finding. One's called It Takes a Family. Another one's called How to Raise Godly Children. And thirdly, God's Plan for the Man. These booklets share principles and wisdom to build a godly home. All three absolutely free for thee. Help yourself, courtesy of Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers at WFIL.com. Today, we are glad to have Tawana Sabbath as our guest on the program. Uh, she's from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service on Ogons Avenue in Philadelphia. Been serving God in this way for close to 20 years. And I just thought we've talked a lot of different things today, but maybe, and you've talked about it in and out, but could you just share for a little bit your testimony, you know, kind of what God means to you? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, my <laughs> testimony. <laughs> I let folks know that when I was in my mother's womb, I was in church. I mean, she was she was a devout believer and, and act. And we would go to Virginia in a little place called Prospect, where my mom's family was from. And every year there was Family and Friends Day in August. And so we would go. And when... We reached the age of nine. Uh, my mother kind of said to us, uh, I think it's time for you to be baptized. So we had been going to Sunday school and everything. And my brother and I are only 10 months apart. So during that month of August, 
both of us were nine years old. Okay. And and we you know, I asked my mother, you know, well how will I know how will I know to get up from the mourner's bench as it was called? My mother said, Well you'll you'll get you'll feel something, you'll feel something. And so we sat there all week during the revival and I think it was the last it might have been the last day of revival and we were both still sitting there and so then I said, Oh, I think I feel something so I stood up and then my brother stood up too. And the deacons took us in the back and were asking us questions. And when we both said we were nine years old, they got really discombobulated because they knew us. And so they got more concerned about whether I knew how old I was because I was the younger, younger than whether I knew Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so I, never, I was never asked if I knew Jesus Christ or I was never given any information about whether, you know, how, what salvation was and nothing, but I was baptized. And so hmm. I lived my life, you know, going to church as long as I was in my parents' home. And when I left my parents' home, I was not going to anybody's church for anything. And fast forward after college, after graduate school, I was married divorced, and I felt a kind of lostness. Like, where am I? What am I doing? Um, and I had a friend then who, whose husband was a pastor, and she said, well, you know, why don't you come to our church? So I did. But I went thinking that God should have been so happy that I had chosen to be there. <laughs> um, I mean, I yeah. was so pompous and proud. It was so crazy. Doing God a favor. Um, Okay, yeah. I mean for real, and I I walked like that for a while, and um, was even voted to be a deacon. So I was serving communion to people, praying with them, visiting them, and doing all kinds of things, singing on the choir. And one night in Bible study, the Lord confronted me. The Holy Spirit spoke to me, and He said, "You don't know the Jesus that they're talking about because people were giving their testimony, and of course." With that, I went on inside myself, and I was like, what do you mean? Yes, I do, because I was almost born in church, and did it, did it, and I'm, it was almost like the, the Pharisee with the publican. Right. And the Holy Spirit said to me, no, you don't know him, and what you need to do is to resign from any position that you have in this church, and the only thing you can do is go to Bible study and worship service. And I was wow. convicted. I went to the pastor and told him that, you know, I needed to step down from everything. And that's what I did. And I got into the Word. And from that point on, my my whole walk and life changed. And I have been serving the Lord consistently now since about the age of 26, and I'm now 72. Wow. So, and it's been quite, I mean, it's just been an um, unbelievable, just gratifying experience um, for my life. But that's, that's my story. Amen. And I'm sure that whole story, Tawana, also allows you to have some compassion for folks who come in and they don't know the Lord, because you've kind of been yeah. on both sides of it, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. In fact, um, at our church where we are now, when I first got there, I was on what's called the, um, the CCG, or the the folks that invite people in, yeah. um, when they come forward, then we go in the back. 
and I was doing that for a few years, and then the Lord called me to teach the women's Sunday school class, so that I've been doing that now for over three years, and um, it is just such a gratifying experience, because even in my Sunday school class, from time to time, the Holy Spirit will say to me, you need to, you need to ask folks if they really know where they're going when they leave this earth. Um, and I have had some women in the class to actually give their lives in the class um, to Jesus Christ. Well, you're right there. You're right there at the at that transition time. In so many cases, I would think that, and especially yeah. since you know the yeah. Lord, that gives you ex- not stories, but kind of. A, I mean, in a way, mm-hmm. not 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 telling people specific names or things, but just the idea. Like I've seen mm-hmm. this. I've seen this. Believe mm-hmm. me, at that point in your life, this is what you're you're going to want to be ready as you know long before that. So. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And it's so interesting that most of the women in my class uh, don't know that I'm in funeral service. I don't advertise that. But there are some who know, and, you know, and they might then direct a sister to me to say, you know, you need to talk to Tawana um, because you're either still grieving or you you need to ask her about plans for yourself or for your loved one. Um, yeah. Yep. Well, it's That's it's it's. Thank you, Tawana, for taking time to share. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, and a pleasure. Thank you. Please greet your thank husband you for so us too. Much. I shall absolutely. God bless and you. Thank you and God bless you. Tawana Sabbath, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show from the Walter Sabbath Jr. Funeral Service in Philadelphia. We had Tawana on for a couple of reasons. One of them, strictly from a uh, kind of it's just an interesting, like what's going on in the in the world these days as far as how different businesses are being affected and what uh, the practices are and how, how have they changed, if at all, or radically. Of course, it's different from business to business. Uh, and kind of this also ties in a little bit with on our website. We have something called the Shop Local Directory. And if you happen to have a business that is currently open right now, they're actually more than you might realize Feel free to submit that information, whatever services you might have going. We want to let folks know that you're still open and we're glad to do that. And we also invite WFI listeners to look through the list and become aware of what's going on. It's a really, it's a you know, totally free service and it makes a lot of sense because I think if you listen strictly to maybe just, I don't know, the news or whatever, you're thinking everything's closed and everyone's in the frozen position in, the, in their homes. It's not the case. There are actually a lot of businesses that are open in some kind of capacity, so Check that out. The shop local directory is the name of uh, the directory, and it's free on our homepage. Whether again you want to submit a service that you're currently carrying out, you know, take could be takeout, could be drive through, delivery, something like that, whatever it is, or, or if you want to look through it and find out what's open in your area, help yourself. Again, all of that is free. Speaking of free, I just want to take a, a moment or two to give you a quick update. Uh, we have something called the Rewards Club on our website, and this is a fun thing. That we, I've never actually seen this many opportunities all in one spot for the radio station uh, as we do currently. So indulge me if you will, but I want to give you uh, just a snapshot of what's available to you. One of the things we have right now is something called the Music to Win for the Shelter In contest. If you like music, every week we're offering music by artists like Natalie Grant for King and Country and Stars Go Dim. You can enter every day. Bonus entry opportunities too. Just a way of lifting you up while you're hunkered down. Contest and surveys page is where you can enter to win those music, uh, that, that music. 
Dead Sea Squirrels is a reader series for you know, early readers, like eight to 12 ages around, around that elementary school. And um, VeggieTales co-creator Mike Naraki, also known as the very good friend of Larry the Cucumber, has written a series of books, these Dead Sea Squirrels books. They're a lot of fun and filled with character building lessons. And uh, they come in pairs. So the newest two books, one's called Tree Mendous Trouble, based on Matthew 5, 7. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And Whirly Squirrelies, based on Proverbs 16, 32. That's just fun to say. Whirly Squirrelies. Better to be patient and powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. You can win one of the books in the series, or perhaps the entire grand prize of all six uh, books in the series. The Dead Sea Squirrels Contest. Again, on the contest and surveys page as part of WFIL's Rewards Club on the more serious side or whatever. One's called uh, Broken and Beloved, How Jesus Loves Us into Wholeness. It's a new book you could win. Author Sammy Rhodes taking you on a deep dive into the Gospel of John, showing that God meets us in our brokenness and in our desire to be loved and that God not only loves us, he calls us his beloved. How about that? In Broken and Beloved, you'll discover our need for God and how he walks with you how to break free from shame, loneliness, depression, and pride, and how to wait on the Lord and trust that in the joys and pains of life, which pretty much everyone is experiencing on one level or another right now. He is there beside you, weeping and rejoicing right there with you. You can enter to win a copy again on the contest page of Broken and Beloved at WFIL.com. That's just a few of, I think it's like a baker's dozen of opportunities there. Help yourself to that and have fun. Enjoy. It's the Rewards Club. Check out the contests and surveys page at WFIL.com and look around. That'll about do it for the program today. We're going to look forward to having a special guest on tomorrow's show. His name is, his name is Jeff Hainan, and he's author of a new book called An Uncommon Guide to Retirement, Finding God's Purpose for the Next Season of Life. Jeff's our guest tomorrow. We have other fine guests the rest of the week, including on Friday conservative talk show host Dennis Prager from WFIL sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer. We'll be talking about the No Safe Spaces documentary that Prager co-hosts. That's this coming Friday. More info, by the way, on that movie at nosafespaces.com. All right, that'll do it for the program. We'll wrap things up. Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries, leads in prayer next. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.